Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Vividly Speaking with who else but me, Dr. Vivid. Y'all, I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yes. I'm so happy to be here with you. Hey, <laughs> welcome to my little podcast where we talk about mental health, wellness, we laugh, we maybe debate. Who knows? I don't know what you're saying to me on the other side of these good old headphones. What you're saying? Are you agreeing? Are you disagreeing? Are you pondering? <laughs> but whatever you're doing, I hope that you're taking it in. I hope that you're leaving with tools. I hope that you're leaving with a different perspective. Or maybe you feel validated and seen. Because I see you and I hear you. Let's jump right into it. Let's go. So, ladies, gentlemen, folks, saints, ain'ts, non-binaries, gender fluids, and people who don't know where their Roku remote is. How are you? How you doing? How's your mental health? How's your physical health? How's your financial health? I'll wait. Well, thank you for that. (laughs) No matter how you're doing, if you're not having a great time, I am sending you prayers, affirmations, and strength. In hopes that this is temporary, because I believe it is. And if you're doing great, good for you. You a boss. You are important either way. But I see you wins. And if you're taking some L's right now, it's okay. It's all right. We got to lose to win. What? We got to know what we missed to come back and master that shit. All right? y'all so i hope you guys had a a good uh holiday weekend i hope that you were safe in these streets or if you stayed at home i hope that you got the rest that your body deserved and you're like girl girl you've been gone for two weeks girl (laughs) i know it's been wild um kids went back to school at the beginning of the month and then the second week of school they got sick because kids are germy they're disgusting i love them but kids are disgusting and as a kid who used to well as a person who used to be a kid i remember how disgusting and like adventurous we were with our germs and our sharing so yeah got sick my voice sounded like trash or i like to call it great value tony braxton so that was a thing um, then I've been traveling back and forth from D.C. to Gatesburg to Baltimore for my stepdad, as I told you in the last episode, but this is becoming a weekly thing. Um, and just checking in on him and, you know, checking in with my family. Also, y'all, why did I find out I have a whole uncle, a whole uncle, which I like to refer to as my brand new uncle, new uncle, um, I found out um, that I had a, I have an uncle who is my deceased 
father's brother and it was very sudden how I found out and then I also found out that my other family members knew of him have known of him for years or at least a year on some of their parts and it, and I was dealing with a lot of feelings a lot of emotions and some confrontation because I was a pissed a girl was pissed and then it turned into a thing where I got lifestyle bashed queer bashed gaslit just for expressing my pain and my confusion with my pain. So I had to take a moment to to like really regroup. Um, shout out to my friends who helped me process this very weird time. And I also want to let you know that all of this shit happened within a two hour time span. Like all of it was like, so I had to take some time to regroup and come back with a clear head because I don't play about mental health and wellness and I needed some time to handle my very big emotions before I could come here and talk about some other people's very big emotions or your very big emotions, clarity, understanding, boundaries. Oh, I also want to let you know that I stood up for myself and um, I'm standing 10 toes down on my boundaries. And um, I don't care if you're a family, friend, foe, Jesus, Devante, Christ. Don't disrespect me because I don't take that well. And now more of my family has been reminded. And I, I fully intend, I fully intend to show up at the next family gathering being that bitch being that queer bougie cousin auntie because my healing oh it's always in progress <laughs> but anyway enough about my Tyler Perry ass life let's get into some other shit you know what time it is you know exactly what we about to get into so what's happening <sighs> Y'all, what's happening? What <laughs> what goes on here, y'all? I'm scrolling on Cheryl Lee Ralphs and Quinta Brunson. <sighs> Zendaya's internet and shout out to the Emmy winners. Shout out to the Emmy winners. Shout out to the Emmy winners. Shout out to them strong ass black women. Shout out to their writing. Shout out to their directing. Shout out to their acting chops. Anyway, get back into it. I'm scrolling on the internet. And yesterday I see that rapper PNB Rock was killed at Roscoe Chicken. Roscoe Chicken and Waffles. He was out with his girlfriend having a meal. And some dudes rolled up on him, attempted to rob him, and he lost his life. 30 years old. You, you're just starting to figure out what life could even be at 30. And, and that's coming from a 34-year-old woman. You're just starting to figure out what life really is at 30. And his music, like... Come on, like, 
I'm not going to go through a catalog, but great music, great bops, great talent. Did not know him personally, but a lot of people in the industry said it was a he was a good dude. Um, my heart goes out to his family. My heart goes out to his girlfriend. And the what's happening? What the fuck goes on here? The the just sheer number of rappers that are dropping like flies because they're in the hood. And people are catching them off guard. People are attempting to rob them or just riddling their homes, their cars with bullets. It's wild to me. The level of aggression, hate, and violence that we've seen. I don't even know how many rappers we lost in the last year. Like, it is wild to me that... There's just no fucking regard for life. I take his chain if you must. But why you got to take his life? And then why the fuck you can think whatever you want. Okay, there was this big discussion. Nicki Minaj and some other people got on the Internet and were like, you can't be posting your location. I don't post my location until after I leave places when I'm out on trips with my kids or I'm doing stuff, you know. And I have a, a measly show, social media presence. I'm not going to say that. We're not going to talk down talk on ourselves. And I have a, a social media presence. But we're not going to blame this woman for sharing a moment with her man. Could you imagine how she's feeling? She could be internalizing and assuming the fault for this, blaming herself for this. And that's why you really have to watch your words because you weren't there. You don't know where her mind was and you don't, you definitely don't know where her mind is. She watched this man perish in front of her and to you raggedy folk who are posting that video without trigger warning, just posted a video of this man in his last moments losing blood on his back, on a Roscoe's chicken and waffles floor, you are terrible. And I hope that your parents, your family, your friends never find out about anything that happens to you via fucking internet, via fucking a video that comes across somebody's IG story or Twitter feed. Stop posting everything, man. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Stop it. What is happening? What the hell goes on here, man? All right, I had to take a moment to calm down because I really, whoo, that riled me up. That riled me up. I just, uh, I just don't. We consume so much trauma on a regular basis. We have to learn when to stop, okay? Just, just stop. Don't don't circulate images of death either. Like this man's family, his his next of kin wasn't even notified about what happened before millions of people on the internet saw him basically having his last breaths, his last movements. Don't do that, okay? It's damaging, it's harmful, it's hurtful. Take a deep breath, everybody. <sighs> But 
I wanted to talk to you about something this week that I have been discussing with a couple of my clients, but a lot of my friends, um, especially my friends who are black like me. But if you're not a person of color, this still will hit. Don't fret my pet. Okay. So let's talk about financial anxiety and the poverty mindset. Let's talk about how financial anxiety and the poverty mindset can have a chokehold on your life and your mental health. So um, a good friend of mine slash my godfather, we were having a conversation about where we are in life professionally and the things that we have accomplished and the things that we are working on. And it wasn't just him. I was having a conversation with my friend Leah, my friend Sham Wow, um, some clients. And the thing that kept coming up was, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing good. I'm doing better than I ever have been or I'm doing all right. I'm feeling safe. However, I'm not safe. I'm not safe. I always feel like I need to make more money in order to be safe. And um, one of my friends was like, I have thousands of dollars in my bank account, but I always feel like I need to work more to save more because anything can happen to me. And I find a lot of my friends and even myself often working to points of near burnout or definitely exhaustion because of financial anxiety the fear of not being able to pay a bill, not being able to take care of yourself as a single mom, not being able to take care of my kids, handle my kids as um, a person that also um, takes some responsibility for helping their family. What, what am I doing for my family? You know, my, and my other friends and uh, my clients express the same, like, ah, oh. like, it's like, no matter what I do, whatever goal I hit, I still don't feel comfortable. I still don't feel safe. And where does that stem from? So a lot of us come from different backgrounds, but I'm going to speak from, you know, an experience that I know very well being a little black girl growing up in D.C. I have known various levels of socioeconomic status. Um, I have known my parents having multiple businesses and me you know one my parents are also um car dealers and they had like car lots and things like that so going to school in different cars what the fuck I was going to school in middle school in a limo at one point in time and and not like your cheesy like stretch limo or like a Hummer limo or anything like that no 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 my parents really liked antique cars and vintage cars and things like that. So 55 um, Royce, you know, a freaking beautiful um, vintage limo, things like that. And then I remember times where I had to make a bologna and cheese sandwich in the microwave. Like, I, I, I remember times where you know, drinking, 
drinking unsweetened tea and water or just like you got milk you got water you got like bread and cheese you know I remember like I told you I shared where I had like ten dollars in my bank account after I had gone through a lot um I've been laid off not that long um after completing grad school and um getting my doctorate and it was rough. Well, working to, to get my doctorate, it was rough. Um, so I've known different levels. So when you know highs and lows or um, in contrast, talk to my friends. Like one of my friends was like, I know I knew consistent lows. I knew not having water, not having heat, you know, not having clean clothes, Um I knew people who were like, I ain't have any food for a month, so I had. But somebody gave me a big-ass bag of Skittles one day, so I ate Skittles every day for a month. Like, I know people who have had, who have lived the life, and then the feds raid their their parents' shit, their family shit, and they lose everything. Or their parents go through something due to addiction and they lose everything due to divorce. The finances aren't the same. And when you go through things like that as an adult, you want different for yourself. You 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 want to distance yourself from the feeling of not having, whether it be shame, embarrassment, or just I am depressed. I am pissed that I don't have my basic needs met. And I... I knew what that feeling felt like and I don't ever want to go back. Like, So many of us, when we are in a position to be successful, we work ourselves to no fucking end. We don't want to take the PTO or we're telling ourselves if we don't have time to take off or I can't do X, Y, and Z if I don't have PTO. I can't move this around because money, 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 money. What if I don't have money? We are so scarred by our childhoods, by our upbringing that no matter how good we're doing, financially, we feel like we could do more. It's never enough. If we take a break, that could break us. And in some situations, that could be true. But in most situations, it's not. And our childhood trauma and the poverty or the pendulum swing that many of us have experienced has made us really deal with a certain level of imposter syndrome when it comes to our finances. And let's get into this. Most of us weren't shown how to properly govern our finances either. So that also pours into the fear, the financial anxiety. Like if people around me made piss poor decisions or didn't have the resources to make the best decisions, um, or they just didn't know any better. They just didn't know any better. I, that's a lot to have to teach myself all of that. So there's a fear of failure. There's a fear of loss. There's a fear of going back to something. And it's not a fear of being humble by any means. It's just like, I cannot revisit that place. That place almost broke me. And I can't go back. 
So I want to break myself working (laughs) so I won't go back. Ridiculousness, is it not? Is it not? And excuse me, I'm still congested because I'm still sick. But (laughs) think about it. Think about a money goal you had. Like, all right. Think about the first, like, $100 you made. How satisfied with you were you with that $100 and how long were you satisfied with it? Think about your first big paycheck. Your first big tax refund. <laughs> your your money from a settlement. Think about, you know, your first promotion. Think about, you know, your the first time you looked at your salary and was like, oh, this is different. Or the first time you hit a thousand, two thousand, five thousand, whatever many thousands. If you balling, balling, balling hundreds of thousands of millions in your bank account and you listen to me, yes, go the fuck off. But think about all of that. How long did that satisfy you? Was it a couple of days? A couple of weeks? A couple of months? When did your brain start going into a tizzy about how to make more, how to make it stretch, how to make it last? How can I duplicate this? Like, for most of us, it's automatic. And I'm going to speak definitely from my own experience. When I got one of the biggest brand deals I had, I was like so excited. My friends, we were really excited about it. We knew that... This was just really big for me, but I autom- out of my mouth, automatically, I was like, oh, this is going to open so many doors for more, and I'm going to have to think about my pricing and do-do-do-do-do. I, I was excited in the moment, but my brain was already thinking about how to make more money. And I, I, I was like, Wow. I'm excited, but I'm taking from my excitement because I'm already in my anxiety. Like, all right, how are we going to make this work again? Like, there'll be times where I have money in multiple accounts and it's a nice amount. And, I'll, and I'm paying bills and I go, oh my God, what about rent? And I have rent saved up. <laughs> I have things saved up. It's so stressful coming out of a poverty mindset, coming out of a pendulum swing, you know, experience dealing with financial anxiety, especially for me as a single mom as, and, a, and a black woman, a black professional, as black women, you already know that we don't get paid the same as our um, white male or white female counterparts. We just don't. Um, people of color are paid significantly less than our white counterparts. We know that. So because I know that, I'm always trying to stay ahead and trying to create new financial opportunities for myself that will keep me gainfully employed, (laughs) that will keep me with multiple streams of income. Not because I like money, I mean, I like money, but because I am so fearful of going back. I am so fearful of going back. like. Seeing my bank account dip below a certain um, level, a goal that I set for myself, 
will literally have me doing anxiety pacing. Like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Where other people be like, girl, you're fine. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and I'm talking to my friends and they're like, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. And I'm, and, but it's not healthy because it will never be enough. There's always more money to be made. There's always more money to be made. You know, there's, there's levels to this shit, literally, right? But when will your work be enough? When will your effort be enough to say, yeah, good job? Not good job for now. Okay, let's get to the next thing. Next thing, let's make this money. Woo, good job. Like, and you can say, well, I do enjoy experiences that I create with my money. So I'm not just, how many of y'all sit with those things in your Amazon cart? I'm, I'm just going to talk about my life and my friends' lives because they know. <laughs> in your Amazon cart for days, weeks. Not buying something very small for yourself when you've handled every bill, you've taken care of other people's needs and wants and desires, and you have money left over to play with, but you're still like, mm-hmm. The thought of four ninety nine for shipping is like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> you have a trip just, you know, prepared in your head, but you haven't bought the tickets because what if something happens? What if I need to pay this or that? What if an emergency happens? What if, what if, what if, what if? Financial anxiety can be crippling. It can keep you from taking care of yourself from taking days off, mental health days, PTO, sick leave, shoot, um, family medical leave. It, it can, it can keep you from taking a moment to just be present with the world instead of working to produce for the world. And sometimes it becomes very entangled and enmeshed with our self-image and our self-worth. Like, I should be able to make this. I should be able to do this. If I'm not doing this, then I'm not as good as I think I am or as other people think I am. That's bullshit. Money, how much money you make is not an indicator of how great of a person you are. You can have billions of dollars and be the worst. The worst. You can have nothing and be the sweetest, most warm and caring person that anyone could ever encounter so how do we walk away or start to distance ourselves from financial anxiety and poverty mindset I work on this with myself and I've been talking to my friends about setting realistic money goals like Okay, what's your goal for the next 30, 60, 90 days? What's your goal for the year? What's your goal for six months to a year, you know? And working within that goal. Also, what things do you deserve within reason, within your budget? Like, I, I love nice things. I love, I love shoes. I love accessories. I love clothes. But I'm also like a um, 
a techie well when it comes to certain things like my podcasting equipment my computer my phones I, I like to keep my stuff up to date for the most part so I'm in the gadgets and gizmos aplenty but I always be like what's the utility in my life and do I deserve it yeah you did x y and z you deserve it you can have this if you have this you're not breaking any bank you know what's your budget Let's start creating real budgets for ourselves. Let's start um, looking at our finances and figure out where we could cut back on certain things and what we can move around and what we can allocate to recreation and fun. And if that's not in the cards right now because it's out of the budget, there are still little things that you can do to remind yourself that we're working towards it. We're working towards experiences, not gold stars. Like you can save, you can save for the vacation of a lifetime, you know. But make sure you don't neglect your mental health by not taking off because you're like, I gotta save for this vacation. When you have enough to take care of yourself, you can get things for yourself after you get things for your kids, your family your significant other, you know, you can do little things for yourself or big things for yourself. Fuck that, you can do big things for yourself. You deserve. You don't have to live like you once did. You can live wisely. You don't have to live in fear to live wise. You can make wise decisions or calculated decisions about your money without it being connected to fear or loss. And that means we have to plan. And that means we have to um, be realistic. And that means we have to live within our means. You know, I'm not telling you go book a trip to Dubai if the bills ain't paid. And remember, that's not what we're talking about. We are talking about being in a, a spot as an adult where you can move a lot freer with so much more grace. <laughs> than you did when you were younger and not letting yourself sit in that space. You aren't that kid anymore. You aren't that young person anymore. You aren't that version of yourself anymore that has to struggle. So stop making yourself think that you do. Talk to yourself like, why do you feel like this? Why are you so nervous? Let's look at the numbers, you know, like have conversations with yourself, have conversations with your, your family, your friends about money. Let's talk about our expenses. Let's talk about our dreams, our expectations, our money goals, and not stop and stop making it so hush hush. I'm not saying tell everybody your social security number, what your credit score is and how many credit cards you got open. (laughs) I'm saying normalize the conversation so that we can be there for each other when we're feeling a bit of financial anxiety. And you know, like social media has fed into it as well. Like (laughs) you'll see somebody doing something and be like, of all the things you spend money on, maybe they wanted to spend their money on that. It's not my cup of tea. I wouldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about cars and like, 
jewelry and things like that. I'm not talking about these motherfuckers who just throw money into the ocean or burn it. That's just wild to me. Like, I mean, it's still your money. You can do what you want, but that's just wild to me. Like, that's just wild. But, you know, giving yourself things, buying yourself things, or getting the things or creating the experiences that you never had for you and your family because you now have it, I'm not going to shame you for that. You want to go on a three-month vacation? Do that shit. I'm proud of you. Uh, that is elite. I'm proud of you. You want to buy a Tesla? Go ahead, bestie. In your Tesla. <laughs> you and your Tessie. Go ahead. You want to renovate your house? Go ahead. Shit, you want to go to Five Guys and buy the most expensive burger and get, like, a large Cajun fry and a milkshake and a drink? Go off. Go off. But let's get in the habit of remembering that we work hard to get things that we need, want, and deserve. And that a lot of our anxieties stem from a place where we weren't able to get things because we were a in unable to work b didn't have the resources that are working in our favor like they are now or didn't have the know-how you have the things now you got the tools stop looking at yourself like you don't it's gonna take time we all in this together shout out to high school music together we're holding this together you know especially as a little black girl poverty man said run deep you know what you been enough for use that look up i didn't tell you how many times i know i had good ass amount of money in my bank account and i'm out here putting water inside my dish detergent bottle but girl if you don't fucking replenish that game with a new bottle and stop trying to make we can be <laughs> we can be frugal we don't have to be fearful we can be frugal. We don't have to be fearful. We don't have to be wasteful. We can be wise. Don't let financial anxiety get in the way of taking the steps you need to run into the life that you deserve. Break those generational curses. Let's let's invest in some financial literacy. Let's talk about finances let's get some resources together let's strengthen our friend and our family conversations and skill set so that this doesn't have to be the thing looming over our heads every payday all right It's time for whale mail, hey, hey, whale mail, whale mail, get it, get it. It's time for whale mail. I, I, I like that one. Maybe I like that one. I don't know. I'm trying to force myself into liking it. Did y'all like that one? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it's time for whale mail. This is the part of the episode where I read your questions, your feedback. Um, your topics that you want to explore right here on this podcast. Yes, honey. Yes, I do. And it can come from the TikTok streets, the Instagram streets, 
the Twitter streets, the Facebook streets, or straight in my inbox at contact at drvivid.com. That's contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T, at Dr. D-O-C. T-O-R, vivid, V-I-V-I-D dot com. I had to spell it out. So y'all know, I had to spell it out. So I wanted to talk to you about some of the questions that I've been getting regarding professionalism. And um, I've been getting a lot of questions from counselors in training and people saying, listen, I am scared as hell. I'm meeting with my first clients and I'm concerned about how I present, um, how I, you know, walk into the room. How do I keep my authenticity? And I say to you, walk into the room knowing that you have trained for this like a boxer. You have trained for this. You went to school, sat through countless lectures, examinations, wrote many papers, did externships, internships, and now's your time. Now's your time to flex all that you have taken in, all that you have consumed, and you mix that with your personality and you walk into that room like the goddamn healer you are. <laughs> and if you're still in training and you're like, oh, well, I'm in internship, right? And I'm in externship. Also, remember that you're in training. This is the space where you are allowed to learn, this is the space where you're allowed to make mistakes. And whether you're in training, you're an early career clinician, or you've been in this a couple of years, but you branching out into something different, you don't know everything. And that's okay. That's okay. No one expects you to know every single thing about therapy, about healing, about psychology. They expect you to know enough, be willing to learn more, when there are um, voids or pockets or there's an absence of something that is really connected to the community that you're serving. But we're not expecting you to be the Encyclopedia Britannica of everything. And that goes for everyone. When you're starting a new job, listen, you may be considered the expert, but you're not the expert on the universe, on the world. Don't come at me with no science jokes and be like, well, actually, no, anyway, you're not an expert on everything. So be kind with yourself. Know that there'll be some questions that you'll have to ask. Know that you'll have to ask for support sometimes. You may have to research something. You may have to look something up. You may have to say, you know what? I'm not familiar with that, but tell me more. You may have to do some digging in the crates. You may be exposed to something that you never even were taught. And that's okay. Go in confident that you have a skill set that will get you to the point and then help you respond in the best way possible. All right? Now, if you want to submit any questions for whale mail, you know, hit me up at Dr. Vivid, IG, Instagram, T.
TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, yeah, even Facebook. Or, you know, I told you that inbox, contact at drvivid.com. All right, y'all, let's get to the rest of the episode. Yes, Lord, come on. Let's go. Yes. Hey, yeah. It's time to take a beat, y'all. This is the part of the episode where I talk to you about what I'm listening to, what's been on repeat, replay, what's been giving me joy, what's been calming me down, what's been helping me think. Y'all, let's get into it. Glorilla blessed i have played the hell out of this song the hell out of this song i love the tone of her voice get into it p valley season two soundtrack specifically when i get out and seven pounds of pressure by j alphonse nicholson aka Lil murder on repeat holy fuck debbie lovato i really really love the song 29 which allegedly, um, allegedly, I'm saying allegedly, okay, yo, you hear me, network? I don't want to get sued. Allegedly details her reflection um, on her and Wilmer Valderrama's relationship when she was 17 and he was 29. And <laughs> Demetria Lovato said, I'm going to put it on the wax and I'm going to sing about it. I'm going to give you these vocals and I'm going to give you El Escándalo, honey. And I love it for her. I love the sound. It's really pop rock on this album and her voice is suited for it. So, yes, and Beyonce still has me in the choco. Shh, 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 shh. Heard you got that D for me. Anyway, tell me what you've been listening to. <laughs> What's been helping your spirit sing and share your playlist with me because... I wanna know it turns you on. It makes you smile, like Joe. <laughs> All right, it's time to do it yourself. This is the part of the episode where we talk about coping skills, strategies, things that you could put in your toolbox to help decrease the stress in your life. Because life be lifing. <laughs> you could use something. In the meantime, between time, you know, between them therapy sessions or just to get you from Monday to Sunday, baby. Oh, and don't I know it. Don't I know it. Have I talked to you guys about the power of a scream? Mm-hmm. A scream, a yell, a grunt. I'm not going to do it right now here on this microphone because I really want to spare your ears. But sometimes, um, especially like after really difficult sessions or like when I have a day where sessions are just back to back to back to back and life is life and for all of my clients. When I have a couple of seconds before I log in, sometimes, yes, it's only a couple seconds. Sometimes it's a couple of minutes between um, sessions. I will just grunt. Sometimes I will scream. Sometimes I will yell just to get that energy out of me. When's the last time you had a good-ass yell, a, little, a, a good-ass grunt that wasn't due to pain? Like, you hit your hit something and you immediately grunt, you immediately yell. No, I'm like, you just are letting out the pain, the frustration of the day, of your week that life has handed you. 
it there's something so primitive <laughs> but so beautiful about grunting yelling and screaming to just let all of that energy go and i i think that you should practice and you may be like, oh my gosh, I live in a house, I live in an apartment. Go outside. Scream and grunt. Scream into a pillow. Okay, I'm gonna demonstrate a grunt that's not a scream. Like sometimes in between clients, I might go, okay, prepare for your ears. It's like this exasperated grunt slash weird vocalization and sometimes I just have to get that out instead of just sitting on the emotion of being frustrated or overwhelmed I have to get it out of my body right now so I won't hold on to it and take it into the next conversation or take it into the next session get it out let it out like I'm talking between my teeth right now you know, sometimes we clench our teeth and we clench our jaw or we'll get really upset and we'll squint and we'll frown our faces up. Stop holding that energy in. Let that shit out. Let it, let it out. Because once you let it out, you can move on to the next thing. You can move on to either processing that emotion or the next emotion. You can move on to the next part of the conversation, the next part of your day without sitting in a very uncomfortable emotion for too long so grunt get a release because that's what it's about it's so rewarding so i want you guys in your car in your basement in your house outside in your room in your shower wherever you are i want you to plan sometime this week to get a good grunt yell scream of frustration of release the pain release the hurt release the anger release the exasperation the feeling of being overwhelmed release it because we don't want to store that in our body what we holding on to it for it's not gonna serve us Mm-mm. but it will serve you well to get that energy up off of you so you can make room for the energy that you that you deserve that's going to be beneficial that's healthier and that you need and deserve. All right? Let's get ready for, you know what's next, the cool down. All right? Let's go. It's now time for the cool down. This is the part of the episode where we focus on breathing, mindfulness, body awareness, and most important, you. I'll be guiding you through an exercise. And I'll be asking you to do things like take deep breaths, Close your eyes and follow along with me. 
It works best if you are in a safe place where you can sit, stand, or lay down without distraction. Now, if you can't do this safely right now, or there are too many distractions, don't worry. This is a podcast. You can simply pause, stop, and come back to me later when it's a better time for you. Alright, let's prepare to begin. Take a deep breath in. Let it out. Remember when you take your deep breath in, your stomach should inflate like a balloon. And when you let it out to exhale, your balloon should deflate and it should feel like your belly button is running towards your back. With your eyes closed, I want you to give me a good deep breath and this time you're going to exhale slow. Hold it for five. Let's try it. Inhale. Now, I want you to dump all of the thoughts that have been troubling you. Dump them out. Are they in your pockets? Empty. Visualize the things that have been troubling you. What if it could be so easy to turn them into useless items and discard them? Let's practice doing it. Do you have a bucket? A barrel, a wheelbarrow, a box of stuff that doesn't serve you, of thoughts 
you don't deserve. Let's gather them and take a deep breath in. those thoughts, those negative thoughts, you have no time for those thoughts of imposter syndrome, that self-doubt, dump them out, they don't belong to you anymore, take a deep breath. serve me. I release the thoughts that used to haunt me. These things no longer belong to me. Now with those same hands, wrap them around you and give yourself a hug. Take this last deep breath in. Let it out. I'm proud of you for practicing letting it go. This has been your cool down. Thank you so much for taking a moment for you because you deserve it. And you're worth it. Yay! We made it to the end of another episode. Thank you guys so much for your listens. Remember to subscribe, listen and subscribe, and share. You guys are dope. Thank you for all of you who submitted your well mail. Thank you guys for posting about the podcast. Thank you for just being you. You are loved. You are amazing. You are special. And I'm glad that we all get to share another day on this crazy ass earth with you. you're dope but really guys thank you for your listens and your subscriptions continue to subscribe remember to check out my instagram my tiktok for the content that you don't get to see you can see me over there (laughs) check me out oh yeah and um september 24th from 9 a.m to 12 p.m i am 
co-hosting Can I Catch a Break? It's a wellness experience with my favorite, favorite, favorite can of spa and dispensary euphoria healing and wellness here in dc check my insta for the information also shout out to blaze health podcast go over to my instagram to see how you can enter to win for a full year of therapy sponsored by blaze health their podcast amber's amazing and on September 24th, if you can't hang out with me for Can I Catch a Break and you're in the D.C. area, slide on through the Art All Night Shaw. I'll be there pumping, pump, pump, pumping the runway as a model, but also hanging out with the likes of Racine Productions with the great and iconic Racine Pendavis and just catching some music, some performances, some art from 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. And, you know, if you fail to remember, I'm here to remind you, you don't owe the world anything. You owe yourself everything. Okay? All right? Bye. I'll see you later. (laughs) We out.